Hey, Lewis here. I mean, obviously it's me, right? I'm the only guy who actually runs this freaking show. Anyways, I'm here to tell you about something that I'm working on that I'm really excited about. It's not going to be ready until later this year. However, I'm going to give you the lowdown on it so you can get it for free. Here it is. I am going to be releasing a podcast monetization masterclass. I've been spending the last few months on this, building it, refining it, even training my team on how to use this with our own clients. When it is out and finally published and ready, it will be anywhere from, I'd say, $47 to $197. I'm not sure what I'm going to price it at yet, and there will be a lot of bonuses that go with this course as well. However, the first 100 people who actually raise their hand, say they want it, and actually go through the course and give me good feedback are going to get it for free, okay? So if you want to be one of those 100 people, there will be a link to a page where you can sign up and add your name to it and your email, and then I will send you the 1.0 version of this course when it is out, all right? You'll be one of the first 100 people. Once I hit 100 people, I am shutting it off, and it will be a paid product, and that will be it, all right? So make sure if you want this course for free, be one of those 100 people because that is the only way you will be able to get it for free. All right, that is it. Now back to this episode. Coaches, consultants, info product, or people who sell advice in some package or way, you don't need a massive audience. You just need a very strong message and then the right person receiving that message that resonates with it. And you can do some crazy stuff with that. You, you can impact a lot of lives. You can help yourself out a lot financially and move yourself forward. So it's like, it's a, it's a big relief off your shoulders when you realize I don't need to be like Joe Rogan. I don't, I, I don't, I don't need <laughs> exactly. to have, I say that all the time, yeah. actually. That's so funny. Yeah. I don't need 200,000 downloads an episode to make this work. Yeah. Um, I need a small audience, a really good message, great content and, and just to be continually getting better. Isn't there a saying it's not about the size? Size doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to How to Get Your First 100,000 Podcast Listeners, where we talk about the very granular how-to tactics, as well as the big picture thinking you need to grow and multiply your listener base. My name is Luis Diaz. Let's dive in. So it's always fun doing inter in-person interviews um, because I never get to do them. And I never, I never... It just takes too much dang time. Like, you go look at all this. I just look along. There's nothing like the real thing, though. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. So, Kimmy, I want to uh, dive into monetization. I know your podcast has been going for a while, and you've done a lot of cool stuff with it. You sold events. You sold high-ticket coaching. You sold products, books, masterminds, all kinds of things. Um, but to start at the beginning, because I want to figure out, like, oh, yeah. where you were when you started and then kind of show the evolution of – how you start to figure out like how do I actually monetize this podcast, turn it into a business tool? Um, so let's just start with there. Like name of your show, um, what is it you talk about, and then where did you start? Yeah, I'm glad you're asking about my story because I, I never would have thought in a million years that I would have had a podcast, let alone mm -hmm. monetize on my podcast. So the name of my podcast is the Charisma Quotient, and it's how you kind of build confidence, make connections, and find love is my tagline. So I'm a dating strategist. I'm a confidence therapist, image consultant. And so I was all about helping. And in the beginning, actually, I just started going on a lot of other people's podcasts, in to be honest. In the beginning, before I even launched mine. And, like, I've been on some pretty big ones. And then people would say to me, Kimmy, where's your podcast? You should start one. I'm like, yeah, I should. 
anyway, and I just kept going and I didn't know. And I, I always came from a place of just authenticity and just talking. And I do have a theater background, so I was very comfortable in this format, you know, that, yeah, it, it helps a little bit, but I didn't, I didn't really know anything about it. And it was before podcasting actually became like super big. What year was it for context? Gosh, I would say. (laughs) I know. Well, I started my podcast, yeah, like 2017. And then, but then I was doing podcasting before that, right? So, um, and honestly, it's. It's funny here. I teach confidence, yet I wasn't confident enough to start it's my podcast, right. right? So I was fine with like just following other people's lead. And it's like, yeah. would anyone listen to me? Like, let alone, you know, like yeah, make a, money from it. Right, right. I mean, it was already bad enough that here I am a therapist. Now I'm charging mm-hmm. to help people, which mm-hmm. was also like a mind shift with charging money. And- yes, Got yes. It. I was used to just, you know going through the insurance and right and that was my life yeah like doing the tr- the traditional route. life so that's why I want to highlight that because anyone listening who might be thinking oh I could never do a podcast or you're like a helper or healer in the wellness space yeah to me podcasting then became one of the the biggest driving forces in my business and I never thought in a million years it would be that what was that what was that word that phrase you said just now yeah yeah, the podcast is the biggest, like the driving force in, your business. in my business. And and it really came from this media company that I hired. And they said, well, one of the things that we'll do for you, because I was focusing more on shows and pitching a book and that kind of thing. Right. They're like, well, we'll start your podcast. I'm like, great. I've been, everybody keeps telling me about to do yeah. a podcast. Well, and, and what's funny is that what came out of the whole experience with that media company was nothing that I intended. Mm. So all the other stuff that I wanted to do didn't really happen given like, you know, what they wanted to do for me, but then the podcast was. And so what was cool is they gave me the format in which to at least start. And once I had the format, then I could do it. Um, You know, so that's another thing. I think people don't know like, well, how do I start? What do I say? How long should it be? It's just like the logistics of it. Yeah. When you say format, you mean like, hey, start with an intro, then do this yes. many minutes of a content, and then do that. Like only use, like what was specific? Yeah. Like they they well, we had a a coach that just kind of helped map out what the episodes might look like, and diff, and they would even help me start with different subjects that I could do, and they helped me with the cover art and just like launching it and yeah. getting it on Libsyn and like all the things that you know right. were daunting to me. Well, and what's really funny <laughs> is that my very first couple episodes, I thought that I had the mic on and I didn't. And so I, y- y- mistake. Yeah, 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 it yeah. sounds like I'm doing it from the bathroom. Basically. It's like, right. you can hear it echoing. And like, <laughs> so yeah. it's funny to like, think about the beginning. And honestly, I, I still didn't think that it was going to be something that I could make money on. Right. So I would just start doing all these episodes mm-hmm. and, and I just kept doing it and, and putting out weekly. And that yeah. consistency thing is huge because um, I know a lot of people start and then they stop. Yeah. And like anything else, the more you do it and it, the easier it becomes, first of all. But then I started getting a tribe, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. people yeah. started knowing me, liking me, trusting me, that no like and trust factor that's so huge in the coaching world. All of a sudden I realized, wow, like 
people were getting on the phone with me for these breakthrough calls that I would call at the end. That would be my CTA. Like at the know, end of the episode, to, mm-hmm, right. jump on a call to action. It was always like jump on a free call with me. If you want to learn more, or I'll map out a plan for your dating life, you know, there different things yeah. like that. Yeah. And well, to my surprise, what I ended up seeing is that I could sell a really high ticket coaching program yeah. in one call because they already had been warmed up. Right. Instead of like two calls, three calls, yeah. I have to think about it. Gotcha. And especially in the kind of coaching world, the helping business, it's, it's not B2B, right? So like people really need to be groomed a little bit more because yeah. it's, not, you know, it's, it's not a big investment. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's been a, an amazing like journey experience. And then I couldn't believe some of the guests I started getting on the podcast and yeah. yeah. And it's, it's been great. And the format that I do, that's, that's been really working for me. That's different mm-hmm. is that I do some episodes where I do live coaching. So I bring people on yep. and I, we don't rehearse. I mean, it's literally like a phone coaching call yeah. and that people get to listen. I do where are they now episodes where we have success stories yep. of people who actually had success or find find love in some way, shape, or form. Yep. And then I do um, guest. Gotcha. And I bring on, and then I do solo ones too. So I, I like to mix it up and have variety. So, cause I get bored. Yeah, so. absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And, and the, the coaching, like the, the spot coaching, I call it, um, where you're bringing on somebody and just kind of working, working with them live. Tell me about those. Tell me a little bit about that. Like, so you do you mail your list? We have a whole system for it, but I'm curious to hear from an outsider. Like, how do you kind of orchestrate that whole thing? It's kind of a mix sometimes on a sales call if they can't afford coaching, but I hear that they would be really good on the podcast. I'll right. be like, how about a free coaching call on my podcast? Right. So it's easy. I have a Facebook group, so sometimes I'll just announce it on there. Um, sometimes, yeah, from my email list, that kind of thing. But I, I am also amazed how people just jump at the opportunity. And I thought in the beginning it would be really like, anxiety provoking for people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But they don't care. Like they, they love it. And then when they hear themselves, it's so powerful. Mm. Like, wow. Like I didn't realize that this was my struggle and how yeah. powerful that session was. And they're able to now have it yeah. for the rest of their life. That's true. Yep. 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 And, and I did something like that with Pat Flynn, which is oh, really, did you? really powerful. Yeah. Which is super helpful. And then it got me the idea. I was like, we're, I was literally just on a call with a client who we implemented this strategy with and they closed like a an AK deal, which is great. And it's just like, it was like simple call, help somebody out, help them with their problem and then see if they want to work with you after or see if they, if if, if it fits them to do that. So, so yeah, the the strategy you you laid out there is super powerful. So kudos to you for figuring out early and sticking with it. Cause I think a lot of people don't stick with it where they're like, they do it once and like, okay, great. Now what? Exactly. And I think one thing that helped me too, is that I didn't put so much into it where I like it had to be structured and had anxiety about how am I going to monetize this thing? Like I literally just wanted to help. And I think coming from that place of authenticity and vulnerability, and I get even guests, like sometimes I get these huge guests who are like business people and they're like telling me their love story. And it's really touching, you know? And for me, that's what I'm about is just, Mm -hmm. if you're real, you can come on my podcast and, and not be boring, but 
besides right. that. <laughs> They're right. like, what's your criteria? I'm right. like, as long as you're not boring and you're real, you're in. <laughs> That's a great, a great thing there. Yeah. I think edutainment, like in yeah. edutainment in this, in this world, like you just can't be all funny with no substance. I mean, unless you're like getting paid for that for, as an entertainer, great. But if you're like a coach consultant or agency owner or somebody who's like, Doing this because you have a service to sell, then you have to have both. Exactly. Which is tough for me because I'm not that I'm I'm like a, I'm like paint drying on the wall. Like I'm freaking boring. So it's definitely tough. You don't give um, yourself enough credit, Lewis. <laughs> I'd rather undersell it than oversell it. Yeah, um yeah. so so yeah. So I, I want to kind of go back to the original timeline story here. So you start the podcast. What was the first thing you sold on it? Good question. I have to really look back. I think it was just my three-month phone coaching package. And at the time, it was a lot lower than it is now. But still, even for one call on a podcast that had just started, I think it was maybe like 2500 So obviously, I have packages that go all the way up to like 20 k now, you know. So it just ranges depending on what I'm offering, the campaign, and that kind of thing. Gotcha. I would say the other thing, I have a funny story that I want to share. <laughs> there was somebody, I think her name was Betsy. Um, she had a, a breakthrough call. This is like a perfect example of what can happen in the power of the podcasting. When I picked up the phone, I say, hi, Betsy. You know, I, I saw her sheet and her form come in. Um, and I'm happy to talk about that whole funnel, like how people like fill out an application. And so I had information about her. And nobody was like, it was just silent. And I thought I thought I had the wrong number, so I was about to hang up. She goes, no, 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 don't hang up. I'm like, Betsy? She's like, no, I'm sorry. I just, like, I'm really freaked out that you said my name. <laughs> because she's like, you've been in my head. Like, you're talking to me while I'm driving, while I'm walking, while I'm crying, you know? And, and she's like, it's just, it's because it's so personal. And I said, you don't understand. It's weirder for me than it is you because I'm just talking in a microphone. I have no clue, like, who's yeah. <laughs> who's listening yeah. to me? Yeah. yeah. And so it, I just remember that moment thinking, wow, like, I'm really, like, someone's friend. Right. You're in, you're, even though you don't know them or, like, yeah. they exist, it's like they're, you're in their ear, you know, when they're in like their most intimate moments of their life. Right? Exactly. <laughs> and especially given what I talk about, I mean, yeah. love and sex and relationships and confidence, it's a very like personal thing. So, and, but that woman I ended up selling, I think like a 10 K package too. And that's, that's what was so yeah. funny about that whole little thing, you know? And yeah. So oh, I love that. I love that. So just so for some context, how long, what was like, you started the podcast, were you like in it for a year, just kind of like just putting work in being consistent or, what was that process like from like, I'm starting and I'm just putting the work in to where like, oh my gosh, I've finally got some, I've got some hard, you know, like they like cat money in the bank and I can yeah. see my, the fruits of my labor. Yeah. I think that's probably a good timeline about a year. And I started playing with the different formats and also like how many coaching ones I would put out or how many guests I would put out. And, and in the beginning, I was just asking my friends yeah. who were guests, you know, you know, and they were still experts. But then I started getting some bigger people and then also helped grow. And obviously, like when you go on other people's podcasts, that helps a lot too. So as that started growing, then I realized, wow, this is a viable way of getting people into my sphere, yeah. you know, and I, I, it was really interesting also to, to think about just talking in a microphone and I didn't do any video at the time could be so intimate 
as well. And so I, I in the beginning, refused to do video, too, <laughs> because I'm like, as a woman, I'm not getting camera ready it's every time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so now I only do video when I have, like, guests, because I think for social media, it's really important. But then the other ones I just do in my pajamas. But gotcha. now I'm not in the bathroom anymore. I have the mic on. <laughs> that I that Now I know. Yeah, got it. Got it. Okay, cool. So about a year chain testing formats yes. and things like that and figuring out like, okay, well, this doesn't work. Or does this work? Got it. Okay, cool. I think that's a good timeline for people too because you have to figure out what works mm -hmm. to actually get traction because nine times out of 10, the first few things you do are not going to work. Yeah. I mean, you're going to have to sift through and figure out for your specific audience and your marketplace what is actually working. A lot of coaches, consultants, the consultative kind of like helping somebody else without any strings attached is a great way to go because it just builds so much trust and shows that you can help somebody with that problem. Right? Yeah. And I want to be super vulnerable here and say, because the, the other thing is that, you know, you go to all these like podcast conferences and people start talking about what's your number? Like, what's your numbers? What's your number? Yeah. Download numbers. And I was like super not confident because I'm like, I don't have very many, but it's, a, and, and still in the scheme of things, I've been doing this a long time. And you and I have even had a conversation about this. I still don't have like huge ginormous numbers, but I always say it's like small, but mighty because the ones who are listening, they're dedicated right. and they also have money right. because they're really like wanting to invest in themselves, mm -hmm. both in the podcast and yep. monetarily in themselves. Exactly. Yeah. That's the thing like coach, like coaches, consultants, info product, or people who sell advice in some package or way, you don't need a massive audience. You just need a very strong message and then the right person receiving that message that resonates with it. And you can do some crazy stuff with that. You, you can impact a lot of lives. You can help yourself out a lot financially and move yourself forward. So it's like, it's a, it's a big relief off your shoulders when you realize I don't need to be like Joe Rogan. I don't, I, I don't, I don't need <laughs> exactly. to have, I say that all the time, yeah. actually. That's so funny. Yeah. I don't need 200,000 downloads an episode to make this work. Um, I need a small audience, a really good message, great content and, and just to be, continually getting better. Isn't there a saying it's not about the size? Size doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a different topic. That, that'd be on my podcast. For yeah. sure. So uh, let's talk mistakes. So you've been doing this in 2017. You've obviously had some mistakes to figure out like, well, that doesn't work. What's one of the... Besides the mic not Besides the mic one. not yeah, okay. Once you got over that one, um, what's, what have been some big mistakes or just things you're like, you pivoted and you're like, well, that didn't work. Um, that you can look back on and say, yeah, like this is, this didn't work for me. One that comes to mind is I remember at the end just being confused on what my call to action would be. Right. And so like I'd have campaigns going on and I'd have like three calls to action. And I think it was like confusing the audience and then nothing was happening. So no action was happening. So that I would say is something I learned that like, if I'm doing a campaign, I just like call people to that campaign right. or whatever that is. And then in between, maybe it's a quiz, you know, that kind of thing. And I've also tried like having some of the calls to action be something that they buy. And that also didn't, seem to work at least for me. So like freebies, quizzes, um, just a call with me about a particular retreat I might be having, that kind of thing, like that for me worked the best. But then again, like that's my model. It's yeah. because it's high ticket coaching, right? right. That's your market. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that for sure. And then also I would say for guests, I wasn't screening them in the beginning because I was so desperate to just get people on the podcast, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. 
But then sometimes even like people who I thought were big actually didn't help me at all because they didn't pimp it out. They didn't share on social. And so I didn't really do my homework as much, you know, and and that's part of being a novice and like you have to get started somewhere. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I love the call to action thing you brought up because there's so many questions. We get so many questions around that stuff all the time. Yeah. And it's just like, it it changes from industry to industry. I could sell a $27 product maybe in some industries right from the call to action. Others, it's not going to work. There needs to be more nurturing. Um, I like how you, you mentioned that there's one, like you're doing one call to action generally for, for any kind of campaign. Now, another question for you here. Um, how long in advance, let's just say the campaign ends, or let's just say it starts, you know, in like November 1st or something. Um, how far in advance do you start promoting to figure, to get some good traction on that? Yeah. What have you found worked? Yeah, no, that's a good question. I think I'm still trying to crack the code on that because in the normal world with like email campaigns and social, you start 10 days before like say a workshop that I do. So that's usually the time frame. But because I only put out my podcast once a week, it's tricky because then I might only get two podcasts in for that call to action. So I haven't totally cracked the code on that. Um, and I, and I sometimes wonder if I should put out more than one pod episode, like within those weeks. So that might be something interesting to, to play with, but that's more time sensitive, right? Because like, then there's packages that I have that are like, you know, there's no timeline and it's not time sensitive. And then that way it doesn't matter. Yeah. It does rolls. Yeah. Yeah. I, I found, we found like four to six weeks is, is uh, not, Oh yeah. That's interesting. But like doing it four to six weeks gives you enough, enough traction or depending on how many episodes, assuming you're doing one episode per week, that's, that's what we look at trying to do for people. Um, it's difficult depending on, you know, your, how much time you have between you record the episode and you produce it. Some people are like on a one week. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Right. No, that's the other reality too, is that you might not have the episodes ahead of time. Yeah, exactly. You may not have the, the, the room within your calendar to do it if you're, kind of like really cutting it close. So, so got it. That, that's good to know. Cause, um, we always get those questions and I'm like, it just yeah. depends. It just depends. Now for you, do you ever promote or send people to like, Hey, go subscribe or go leave a review. Um, anything like that. You just strictly focus on your calls to action to moving them off the platform. I normally just move them off the platform because then I feel like, oh, I wasted a call to action if I just do, oh, subscribe. Because it's like, do I want more numbers and downloads or do I want (laughs) $10,000? Like it's a big, it's a big decision I have to make. Right. And so, and you could probably help me with that, honestly, because I I do like wonder sometimes, you know, and and in between campaigns, could I do that to increase the numbers? Right. Yeah. I think. I always stick with like, if you have a great funnel or great something that's high value, then move them off the platform. That's going to be better and more value to them than just saying subscribe or leave a review. What have you found to work in terms of your call to action? So does the quiz work best? It's free download in your experience. Honestly, is it's the, the free breakthrough call, which hmm, is the sales call. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I think that has ended up converting the most. And, and so the journey with that is that they they click the link and then they book it right away. In the show notes? In, in the show notes? Right. In the show notes, they click the link. Then um, what I have is like kind of almost like a sales page of me. So they know like there's some episodes of my podcast. There's my TEDx talk. There's like different things so that they can get familiar with me. And then they have to fill out a form in order to 
get on the call. You know, get on the call. And I really try to make them do that to kind of pre-qualify them and get to know them a little bit more. And so that journey seems to work really well. Interesting. Is there anything you're promising on that call? For example, like we're going to map out your, you mentioned before, like your dating strategy. I think that's like really high level. Like that's awesome. Like, oh, is there anything yeah. like a promise of like, at the end of this call, you're going to get X? No, you know, I'm glad you mentioned that. I was going to say that this is another thing that's been working well. And it's almost like um, a copywriting blog type of format where let's say the subject that I'm talking about is um, attracting emotionally unavailable people for instance. And so at the end, I tie that together with the call. So if you're finding yourself having a hard time finding available people and you want to learn more how to find, you know, like that. So I'll like, I'll tie in whatever the subject is. Right. And then I say, and then I'll help you map out a plan to help you with that. Right. Got it. So you're, you're like doing that call to action live on the episode. Yes. Never pre-recorded. No, I, I go right through. I, for me, it's just my my flow, it just feels better. Sometimes I'll have to cut and edit something else again, like if I'm doing a campaign and I recorded it way earlier. But for the most part, and even when I have guests on, I I make them sit through my intro. That's the other thing that makes me a little unique is that I don't just start the podcast and say, oh, you know, I'm going to record the intro later. I actually do a sermon in the beginning of my episode. And so whatever the subject is, because then I get to drive the boat and steer in the direction that I want without the guest kind of going all over the place with what they want. So if I'm talking about narcissist or something like that, I will start out with a story about narcissist and also put my knowledge in so that the listener understands kind of the context of what we're going to talk about. And then I can steer, you know, the guest into that. And then the outro ties it all together. So that's why I do mine live because it just has a flow to it. Gotcha. Gotcha. That outro is always a call to action and you're tying in whatever you talked about that day into, Hey, this, if you're struggling with this then jump on a call and we can map this out for you. That's a, that's an advanced trick. I will say for people like that, you gotta be a, you have to be used to doing podcast episodes to do that or else it's going to be, you can try it and do it. It's going to be clunky at first, but, um, yeah, once you get comfortable with it and be comfortable on the mic, you can definitely do that. And you, if you have it in your notes, if you're like, you know, you've got it in front of you, yeah, yeah, you can, you can definitely do that. Which, which is definitely, um, I think, a really effective way to do it if you are, if you have practice or you you want to take the time to to master it. Well, because you're speaking to the pain, right? That people so because if they're really into the episode, right, they, they probably for right they tuned in because it's interesting to them or it's personal to them, and so you want to make it feel like you're talking to them directly. So if you're listening to this and you're struggling with this part of your life, then hop on a call so I can help you with that. Exactly. That's basically kind of what I'm I'm like trying to talk to them. So Kimmy, what else is there? What else in monetizing? Like, I mean, you've done like I remember like last year you did a workshop and you you crushed it with a workshop. A lot of people came from the podcast. Um, Mistakes and or big things you've learned when it comes to your journey as a podcaster who has a business on the back end that you know and using it as a marketing tool. Any other big things we didn't talk about that you feel like is worth mentioning? I think we. We touched upon the big ones. And, you know, like for me, I, I, I think it's really important also. And this, this doesn't really have anything to do with monetization necessarily, but I do feel like it's related, is, is to make it like relatable and entertaining. Mm-hmm. Like 
you know, and even you don't have to be a stand-up comedian or, or anything like that. But even doing, I always recommend people take an improv class or a voice lesson of some sort so that they're like, they're, they're almost animated when they're talking because yeah. people feel that even if they're just like listening and they don't see you. Yeah. Yeah. It's and such I a think, difference. yeah. And, and I think that keeps people coming back for more. So that entertainment like quality, yeah. again, you don't have to be an entertainer necessarily, but just having some variation in your voice, that inflection, you know, like, and really feel like the people can like feel you. Yes. Yeah. They'll keep coming back. And that relates to the monetization because then they're going to be like, I need to know that person. I need to hire her or him. They feel the emotion. They feel you through the mic more. Um, and, and that just makes you makes you stand out from the competition, right? Yes. Yeah. One of the things we do or I've started to do personally is I bought uh, mixed casts big thing here, this behind over there. But essentially what it does is you can press a button and it has like different sound effects. So it oh, kind of makes up nice. my – my sometimes my tonality is maybe neutral and it'll make up for that. I can do sound effects, I can do a heartbeat, I can do all kinds of weird things. And that just makes it easier for me to be animated without having to like turn into Conan O'Brien. Wait, you, yeah. you edit it afterwards or you know, during? Right into it. I press a button and if it'll be recording and it'll just, it'll put on a heartbeat for five seconds and then, you know. Oh, cool. I want to hear one. Like, how come oh, yeah. we didn't get like a, dr- I didn't get a drum roll even. <laughs> like, come on now. Yeah. Or like, you know, the queen, ho- it, there's like yeah. a horn that comes in. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, we'll have to, I'll, I'll, we'll have to chat about it because yeah. um, if we had headphones on, you could, you could, you could, I could press a button and you could hear it. And it's, oh. yeah, the animation, I, we talked about that. We've talked about that before, but yeah, making it entertaining there's tools and there's there's classes like the improv classes I think is a great idea because that is what separate and information is already out there like everybody knows or anything we talked about there's probably been talked about by another podcast yeah. um, to a certain extent and it's it's how do you make yourself different and and one like worth someone coming back to. Well, and I'm going to say, because (laughs) I'm going to, yes. And it's a little bit meta to like what I teach because it's part of relating and dating and building that social confidence also is that if you're listening and you're like, well, I'm not that confident in general. So how can I be confident in the microphone? But, you know, the the reality is, is, is what you said. And I tell people even in the single world, it's not about what you know. It's about how someone feels when they're with you. And if you can remember that, even as you're talking into the microphone, you could say the stupidest things. You could flub up. You could say something that's totally wrong. But if you say it with a smirk and a smile and a laughter and even own it, like, okay, well, that didn't sound, that didn't sound right. You know, and just funniest part. Yeah. That's the best. And people will like you. So again, like that would be another tip, I guess, is that don't worry about getting it perfect or right or having all the right things to say like yeah, yeah. just be real yeah. and vulnerable and a human and people will continue to follow you i love that i love that yeah because some people are going to like you and some people are not and that's, yeah that's and that's perfect. cool yeah that's, that's like cool you don't want like people who don't like you listening anyway because you don't want them to hire you anyway yeah. like why would you want that no exactly you want to deflect people and yeah. repel and attract people um, certain types and like attracts like, and that's the thing too, is that I found a lot of my clients yeah. are a lot like me, right. which is interesting. Right. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, I love how that works. The law of attraction. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Kim, the last thing I'll ask is, do you have any questions for me? around monetization. So many questions. Like, Oh, I get to like, <laughs> I figured we switch yes, the tables here and make please. it different. So, so yeah, ask away. Yeah. Well, 
you and I were talking actually yesterday about, so I did this TEDx talk and I was thinking you had actually started telling me about yeah. something. I, I cliff, left it on the cliffhanger, didn't I? You did. And then you just left me and you're like, to be continued on my podcast. So um, I'm, I'm waiting for that ninja tip. Oh, but, geez. Yeah. Well, because I, you know, for me, I would like to get more viewers and also like use it some way as a funnel and getting people to know me even more because the truth is my TEDx talk really did um, kind of highlight my formula and the way that I work with people. So it'd be really good to tie it in. I think you can make this really fun and gamify it. And I, you've put me on a spot there for a second. I was like, what did I say yesterday? Yeah, I know. I'm like, <laughs> well, he remember. <laughs> um, so, so here's the secret. I actually did remember it for all those wondering. Um, so you can gamify it. You right. can say, hey, in my TED Talk, I talk about a certain thing, but you have to listen to it to find out. And if you DM me, what's that, what's that one point I made? Um, I'm going to give you something for free. And I, if, if I'm doing this on your right. podcast, oh, yeah, you mentioned, okay. if I'm doing this on your podcast, I'm like, look, guys, look, I'm trying to get more views on my freaking TED Talks. And I need your help. So be honest and open. Like, look, I'm doing this for selfish reasons, but I'm going to give you something at the end. I'm going to want to get more views. I need you to go listen to it. Here's the thing though. If you listen to it and you find out what I, you know, the certain point, like maybe there's a point you made or my answer to this question, tell me that answer. And if it's right, I'll give you a free, I'll give you a copy of my book. I'll give you 50% off the next, you know, next event or whatever the case may be. And you can do that rinse and repeat and you can just change out. You can just change out the gifts. And it's like when you go on someone else's podcast, it's like, hey, look, the only ask I have is like, I'm really trying to build my TEDx talk. I'm going to give you something free if you want to listen to it and tell me like what it what it is. You can totally do that. Um, and then obviously you can keep it in your email footer. You can put it on your email sequence. Like the number one thing I think you need to learn, like, you know, have all your clients listen to it. I had a good mentor who like literally he had all of his students listen to one of his videos every single day. Like that was part of your learning. He had so much content though. He's like, look, you should be learning something every day pick one of my videos and listen to one of my coaching videos every single day. And a lot of people did it. And he, his channel had over a million subs uh, on YouTube. So it's like, it works. Oh, wow. But he, he built in, he built the content consumption into his coaching and, and his like products. That is, that's a super cool idea. And I wonder like if you could get sponsors to give you some products or something to like give away, like, yeah. if, right? Like yeah. you could probably tie it in it somehow. Could. Yeah, yeah. If it's if it's very aligned, or you have relationships with a company already, then there's probably a conversation that you could have with them to say, "Hey, we'll promote you if you give away X." Yeah. So Bumble, if you're listening, I'm I'm free to help you out here. Yes. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I actually met my wife on Bumble, so it's funny you bring that up. Oh, I love your story. Yeah. See, like if you were on my podcast, I, I, I like I want to hear more, and I'm sure other people do too. But yeah, this will yeah we'll have to do a part two on your show. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, okay. Yeah. I'm going to hold you to it. Bumble Sting. I don't know what you want to call it because it's a little bees or logo, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the Bumble Love Sting or something. The Love know. Sting. The Love Bite. The love, love Bite. bite. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Cool. Well, Kim, thanks so much for being on. Um, Thank you for having me. And an honor. Fun. Yeah, this is fun. I'm glad we I'm glad we did it. So I'm glad we got a chance to do it. Um, where can people find you or contact you for your podcast, what you're doing with the TEDx talk and everything else. Yeah. Well, I mean, the easiest is, I mean, my podcast again is the charisma quotient and found anywhere you listen to podcasts. And then Kimmy seltzer.com is my website. It's K I M M Y seltzer, like the water.com. And pretty much all my socials are at Kimmy seltzer to make it super easy. But if anyone has a question, you can go to askkimmy.com. 
Like if, Ooh, if anyone, had, yeah, then they can ask me a question directly. Love it. Cool. Thanks so much. Thank you. Hey, Lewis again. I hope you enjoyed that episode and I hope you took something away that's going to help you on your journey towards launching a top ranking podcast that get 100,000 listeners or more, ideally more. Now, remember the focus of this show is to help business owners launch podcasts that add more profit to their bottom line and more authority and credibility to their name. That's what we're about here on this podcast. Now, if that's you and you want help launching your podcast and getting it to rank in the top 100 of your category or your money back, then maybe my team and I can help you. But hold on. I do not want you to take my word for it. We all know that you can go on YouTube and learn how to launch a podcast. You can hire a million different companies and freelancers and consultants to help you. So I'd rather you hear from other business owners just like you who have gone through our process, gotten the results, and love what they have built. Check it out. Once I hired Lewis, he helped organize the entire show, the pre-launch, the contest. We had an epic contest, which is all Lewis is masterminding and uh, his whole organization of how to do that. We had over 107,000 entries into this contest. If you're thinking about doing a podcast, don't think twice because the investment is worth tenfold, not two or threefold, tenfold, tenfold for what you invest with Lewis. Only a matter of a few weeks, the podcast got launched. They also supported me through the entire launching process, how to communicate with my audience to maximize the results. And when it did launch within a few days, uh, we made it to the top 50 in two different countries. Uh, we get about 25,000 downloads a month and the podcast has literally completely changed my business. My podcast right now has 10x my business and that's not an exaggeration. When I started working with Lewis, I was making about 40K a month. Right now my business is making $400,000 a month and I credit a lot of that to the podcast. And then when they listen to one episode of the podcast, they'll listen to another episode of the podcast and then that cold lead will turn into a warm lead that turns into a hot lead that becomes my customer. Right now I have 775 active clients and a lot of those people found us because of the podcast. Luis Diaz is the man. He knows exactly what he's talking about when it comes to starting a podcast. He knows exactly what he's talking about in terms of getting your podcast to 100,000 downloads. Because right now my podcast has over 225,000 downloads and it's been about a year and seven months. I didn't just want to do a podcast. I wanted to do it the right way. We are at number two in the parenting category of Apple Podcasts the week that we launched. We're now hanging tight in the top 25. Could not have done any of this without your assistance, Lewis. Literally, I keep asking Lewis, like, how can I give you more money? Like, what else can we do together? Because literally working with you has changed my life. It's changed my podcast. It's bigger than that. It's changed my business. Lewis Diaz, badass podcast growth expert.